Yo, what's up, everybody? Episode 120 of the High on Infinity podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob, and we got a great show lined up for you today, folks. On today's episode, it's pretty stacked. We got Hawkeye expectations, and then we're diving into Cowboy Bebop expectations, and we're ending the episode with the brand new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer in Lord Have Mercy. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yes, yes, yes. That time we get in everybody. Episode 120 of the Holland Infinity podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob. First time listening to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. And if you're a returning listener, we're glad to have you back for another fantastic episode. Please remember, follow us on our social media sites. Like us on Facebook at Holland Infinity Podcast. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at High Infinity Pod. Or follow me on my personal accounts, Twitter and Instagram at SoYamAsian. And if you didn't get all that, to hit the link tree link up in the bio of the podcast as our podcast social media sites and our podcast streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. And last but not least, if you like what you hear, please leave your boy a five-star review on your preferred streaming platform. That would be greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. So... Hope everybody's doing good. I'm doing pretty good myself. You can see I'm excited about this episode. It's going to be a good one. But before we get into that, quick announcement. There will be no podcast episode next week. Of course, you know, next Thursday is Thanksgiving. And in the past, I did put out an episode on Black Friday or that weekend. But this year, I'm just deciding to take a week off. I got some stuff to take care of over this week off. Like literally... I have a month's worth of laundry, like shirts and pants that I need to fold. (laughs) So I got to get into that during this week off. So I hope all of you have a great Thanksgiving and enjoy Black Friday shopping. Be safe if you're actually going out to the stores this year. I personally just do all my shopping online now. I haven't went out to an actual store on Black Friday in probably, I'll say probably about five or six years to be honest. I got a couple things on my list I might want to snag. Possibly a new game. I fumbled a bag on one game. It was for the low, low price. Then I was like, nah, I'm just going to wait. Came back and check it. It was at full price again. So hopefully it's at that low price again on Black Friday. Also trying to cop a few shirts on this Black Friday as well. Even though I didn't wear the clothes I bought last year on Black Friday. Because I haven't been in the actual working office in almost 18 months. But anyway... That's the plan for me. But yeah, got a great episode lined up. We got Marvel's final Disney Plus show of the year in Hawkeye. Give you my expectations on that. And then this Friday, we got Netflix Cowboy Bebop adaptation. So I'm giving my expectations on that as well. And then we're going to talk about the brand new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer that dropped this past week. So without further ado, let's dive into things. First up, the Hawkeye show. Marvel's fifth and final Disney Plus show of the year comes out next Wednesday, Hawkeye. And the Hawkeye character has had this cult following in the MCU ever since he appeared in the first Thor movie. And you got your heavy hitter fan bases, Iron Man, Thor, Chris Evans, Captain America, and Spider-Man. But the Hawkeye hive is strong as well. So he is finally getting his time to shine. At first, 
when the Hawkeye show was announced, I felt like it got the short end of the stick. To be honest, like everyone was excited about the big three Disney Plus shows, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki. And when Hawkeye got announced, it was like, oh, he's getting a show too? <laughs> and I got to be honest with you. At first, I was like, I'm not going to rush to watch Hawkeye. I'll just, you know, catch it when I catch it. Then all that changed when the Black Widow movie came out. Because in the post credit scene of that, we saw, um, what's her damn name? Well, Scarlet, I was about to say Scarlet, but Scarlet is technically her name, but, um, damn it, uh, Natasha's sister, Yelena, was given an assignment to kill Hawkeye because he, quote unquote, killed her sister. And after that, I was like, damn, I definitely got to cast the Hawkeye show now. The first trailer came out, probably, I think it was August or September, we got the first trailer, but the trailer was straight to the point, set up the story of the show, and it was very action oriented. It didn't blow me away or anything. It was just okay. You know, it got what it needed to get across. So let's dive into the show details. First up, we got the plot, backstory, some of the characters we're going to talk about. So the premise of the Hawkeye show online says, while in New York City post-snap, Clinton Barton, Hawkeye, must work together with a young archer, Kate Bishop, to confront enemies from his past as Ronin in order to get back to his family for Christmas. So breaking this down, so basically the aftermath of what Clint did during that five-year gap of the snap when he was under the Ronin persona in Endgame is coming back to haunt him. And Marvel said beforehand that his actions during those five years will come back in effect during this show. So basically the groups and gangs he attacked hasn't forgotten what he did. And we see in the show it looks like he just wants to retire and be a family man. Can't blame that. But he's dragged back into this world when he sees a Ronin impersonator on the news. He hunts the impersonator down, and when he unmasks them, it's the co-star of the show, Kate Bishop. So who is Kate Bishop? She is his prodigy who eventually takes up the Hawkeye mantle in the comics, which we assume will happen in the show as well. And later on, I'll give you my predictions of what will happen after Kate becomes Hawkeye at the end of the show. I assume the main plot of the show will be those two trying to stop all those bad groups from Quint's past. Also, along the way, he takes her under his wing, pun intended, and teaches her so she can become, or eventually become, the new Hawkeye. So what are my expectations from this Hawkeye show? It's a Marvel Disney Plus show. I expect it to be good, at minimum. From the looks of what we see so far, I think this is going to be a fun show to watch. This will probably be the most comedic show out of all the ones we got so far, just by going off the dynamic of Kate and Clint. I can see Clint really not wanting to teach Kate, but she keeps annoying him until he does. Like, he may want to handle, you know, the stuff going on in the show by himself. Then he realizes, damn, I really do need her help to do this. And if Falcon and the Winter Soldier was Marvel's version of Rush Hour, in my opinion, I think Hawkeye will be Marvel's version of the Karate Kid, the old-timer teaching the next generation the ropes to take down the bad guys. Next up, some big predictions. There's only really two big predictions going into the show. The first one will more than likely happen, the appearance of a Yelena from Black Widow, because after the post credit scene in Black Widow, fans were already preparing for her to be in the Hawkeye show. Like, I don't expect her appearance to play a major role in the plot, but I do see her showing up for an episode or two, and I can see her showing up like this. Like, we get to the end of an episode, Quinn and Kate are somewhere chilling, Quinn gets knocked out by a mysterious person, and that person is Yelena. While fans expect her to show up in the Hawkeye show, the next person 
fans are hoping will show up because there's rumors going around that Kingpin from the Daredevil show will be in this show. And this isn't just pie in the sky because from what I'm reading from the comics, this show is based on Kingpin runs one of the gangs that Quentin and Kate run into during the show. And Kingpin always has his hands in what's going on in the New York City underworld or criminal underworld. Also, one of the characters who gets introduced in the show, their parent was killed by Kingpin in the comics. So these are two good reasons why Kingpin may be in this show. My question is, if Kingpin is in this show, and that leads to Daredevil being in the new Spider-Man movie, No Way Home, will this make the Daredevil show canon in the MCU? Because back then, the MCU never really counted the Netflix shows as canon, so it will definitely be interesting if these two characters make their MCU debuts. And lastly, what will this show set up in the future? So seemingly, at the end of the season, Kate takes up the mantle of Hawkeye, and this sets up quite a few things. First up, if this show is successful, I can see it getting to season two, but more of Kate being the main character since she will be Hawkeye, and she'll be out and about while Clint is sitting back and watching like Bruce Wayne did in Batman Beyond. So this show may get a season two, and that season will be based on the Kate Bishop comics, I assume. And this could be a segue of them setting up the Young Avengers, which they have been low-key introducing in these shows. You already have Kate as Hawkeye. You got Wanda's kids, Wicked and Speed. You got Kid Loki and Loki. So this could lead into that after the Hawkeye show. Or they could just make up their own lineup with the MCU characters they introduced so far or in the future. So wrapping things up on the Hawkeye show, after being lukewarm on the show at first, seeing what may happen in the show and what the show may set up in the future, I am very intrigued by this Hawkeye show now. Like I said earlier, Hawkeye comes out next Wednesday, November 24th on Disney+. Plus. There will be six episodes and they're blessing us with the first two episodes on drop day. And since there's no podcast episode next week, I will be back the following week and give you my first reactions to the first two Hawkeye episodes. And when the season is over with, I will come back and give you my full season reactions to Hawkeye. We get the release of Netflix adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. If you don't know what Cowboy Bebop is, it was an anime released in the late 90s and is considered one of the all-time greats among many. It's about a group of bounty hunters that they travel across the galaxy doing like bounties, of course, and getting into trouble along the way. What made it stand out was the style, like the futuristic space western aesthetic. The characters like Spike Spiegel who just oozes like this swagger. And lastly, the music, heavily jazz influenced. Highly recommend watching the original anime as well. So that leads us into Netflix adaptation of this show. And this was highly divisive online. Me on the other hand, I'm personally excited for this show if I'm being completely honest with you. From what I saw, I liked it. I like the campiness from it. Like I said last time I talked about it on the podcast, this show has like the Scott Pilgrim vibe to it. And it looks like they're not taking itself too seriously, which I assume this is what they're going for in this show. Because in the show, this is a ragtag team 
for the most part, but I'm looking at it from the perspective of, okay, you know, this is not a beat by beat remake of the anime. This is just their telling of the Cowboy Bebop story. And I don't have a problem with that. Well, <laughs> as long as it's good. So now dive into the show structure, or I think how the show will be structured. From what I've been reading, this show will be split into two seasons. Season one will have 10 episodes because the original was just one season with 26 episodes. So the original Cowboy Bebop doesn't follow like your traditional episodic format where each episode kind of coincides with each other like one episode leads to another episode leads to another episode cowboy bebop doesn't do that almost every episode starts and concludes within that episode only about probably four or five episodes coincide with each other in the original anime and those episodes involves the main villain of the show so this is a perfect time to talk about the characters of cowboy bebop some of the main characters in the show, first up is the villain, Vicious. Him and Spike, the main character of the show, have history. They used to be a part of the same crime group back in the day until Spike left and Vicious felt betrayed. Now he has a blood feud with him. Now we move on to the Bebop crew. First, we're going to address the elephant in the room. Where is the fourth member of the crew? Radical Edward, or Ed for short. A fan favorite. From what I just recently noticed, didn't realize that Ed Hive was so strong, yet her absence has been noticed in the show. So people think she isn't going to be in the show. I think she'll be in the show. She's obviously a main character, but we don't meet her until almost halfway through the season in the original show. So I assume she'll be in the show. She probably won't make her debut until probably the end of the season or in season two, assumingly. Next up, we have Jet Black. I call him the dad of the group. He owns the Bebop ship and he takes Spike on years prior to the start of the show. And to me, Jet is a fantastic character. Probably my favorite character in the show. He was a cop turned bounty hunter. It's like we know a lot about him, but we don't know a lot about him at the same time. And to me, the episodes that center around him are some of my favorites. There's one with he visits his ex-girlfriend, but comes to find out that her new lover has a bounty on his head that he needs to collect. And there's also an episode where they show how Jet got his metal arm. I couldn't remember if he has one in the Netflix show. I wasn't looking that hard. Hopefully, we get to see those episodes in the show. And after Jet, we have Faye Valentine. She joins the crew after a couple run-ins with Spike and Jet. And she has an interesting backstory as well. Not going to, you know, spoil that for you. But we're probably not going to see that until Season 2. Now on to the star of the show, Spike Spiegel. Probably one of the most well-known characters in anime. Like I said earlier, Spike used to be in the same crime group as Vicious until he left. But he didn't leave alone. He faked his death after falling in love with another member of the group. A woman named Julia who appears in the show a few times as well. And Spike has this like nonchalant cool guy personality. Like I said earlier, he has this swagger about him. That makes him very likable. And of course, he's the main character of the show. So a lot of the episodes will involve him. So these are the main characters of the Netflix Cowboy Bebop show. From what I saw, I like the look for most of the characters. I think they did a good job modernizing them. Now on to my expectations. I expect the show to be good. I'm probably in the minority when it comes to that. Because for one, I'm going into it with an open mind. While others are going into it. Looking for a reason to hate the show, which can temper their judgment. But I did like the little teaser they put out probably a month and a half ago. Just by going off that, it looked good to me. They're taking a different approach with it. 
Also, the opening theme looks cool as well. They have the original music, and they actually have some of the villains in the intro as well, unlike in the original. Also, I'm curious, what will they cover on this show, and what will they leave out? Like I said, I'm hoping they'll cover Jet and Faye's backstory, because I'm pretty sure... They're not going to have everything from the anime in the show. They may add some new things, but I'm here for it, like I said, as long as it's good. So I'm definitely watching the Netflix Cowboy Bebop show when it comes out. comes out over the weekend. Like I said, 10 episodes split up into two seasons. Well, it's going to be two seasons. The first season will have 10 episodes because in the anime, there's a distinct halfway point of the season. But yeah. After I watch Cowboy Bebop, like I said, there'll be no podcast episode next week, but I will be back the following week and give you my full reactions to the Cowboy Bebop Netflix adaptation. again spider-man broke the internet earlier this week with the release of another trailer for the third spider-man movie in the mcu spider-man no way home the first trailer was released in august and the trailer was fantastic i dedicated the whole episode to it you can check it out i think it's episode 110 i want to say but to sum up the first trailer spider-man is public enemy number one after quote-unquote killing mysterio then he goes to Doctor Strange to try to get things fixed. Things go A-wire. And now the multiverse is wide open. And we see some of the villains from other Spider-Man movies. Doc Ock, Sandman, Electro, at the time possibly the Lizard, and the Green Goblin. So how could they top that? Well, they released a couple posters over the past couple weeks. And in the poster, we saw Spider-Man. And in front of him was Doc Ock's mechanical tentacles. And behind him... We saw some of the villains that's going to be in this movie as well. We saw a sandstorm referencing Sandman, lightning bolts referencing Electro, and way in the back, if you looked real close, we saw the Green Goblin. But the second poster they put out had me buzzing. It was Doc Ock, but he was holding not one, but three Spider-Man masks. After I saw that, I was like, oh boy, we were definitely in for something. And before I get into the trailer, the MCU Spider-Man posters so far have been fantastic i remember spider-man homecoming he had peter laying down and behind him you saw avengers tower then in far from home he had spider-man's face then he had all like the european stickers on it even though i didn't like far from home as much as i liked homecoming i still do give it credit for how ambitious it was you know taking spider-man out of his element setting the story overseas rather than new york and lastly these two spider-man no way home posters have been great as well so now finally, let's get into the newest Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. First off, we're going to address the elephant in the room. There was no Toby or Andrew in this trailer. Of course, I'm speaking of the past two Spider-Man, Toby Maguire, OG Spider-Man, and Andrew Garfield, Amazing Spider-Man. And I said it from the beginning. I personally don't mind not seeing them in the trailer. Just save it for the movie. The surprise itself will be worth it. But we know they're on the way by details they dropped in the trailer. Especially, you know, that poster with uh, Doc Ock holding three Spider-Man masks. And when they get there, and they're standing side by side, you got Toby, Peter, and Tom Holland. I got a hot take. 
when that moment happens and they're together, that's going to be better than Cap holding Thor's hammer in Endgame. But that's just me. Maybe a little biased because I'm a Spider-Man fan. But diving into the trailer, my general reactions. I think I like this trailer better than the first one. We got some more plot-related stuff in this trailer. And a better look at some of the villains as well. And now diving into some of the trailer details. Doctor Strange told Peter basically, hey man, when you botched that spell I was trying to do to make everybody forget that you're Spider-Man, it opened up the multiverse. Or I like how Strange put it, we started getting some visitors. Then it showed the arrival of Green Goblin, Electro, and Doc Ock. Then we get the scene from the first trailer where Doc Ock confronts Peter and he's like, Hello, Peter. He attacks Tom Holland, Spider-Man. And when he unmasked him, he was like, Wait a second, you're not Peter. Well, technically, no, he is Peter Parker, but he's not his universe's Peter Parker. OG Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. And for simplicity purposes, because I know it's going to be confusing, I'm going to call Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, OG Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, and Tom Holland Spider-Man, either Tom Holland Spider-Man or MCU Spider-Man, or just Spider-Man, depending on how the context I put it in when I'm talking about it in this trailer. Because there's some instances where I just say, Spider-Man is finding this person more than likely I'm talking about Tom Holland unless I address him OG or Amazing Spider-Man. Hope you got all that. Because things can get a little confusing. But moving on, the next thing we see is Tom Holland Spider-Man seemingly beating Doc Ock because they have him locked up. So I assume they're asking him questions like, hey man, like what the hell is going on? Then Strange is like, hey, more of these villains are coming and we need to send them back to their universe. And here we see a better look of Tom Holland Spider-Man's new black suit. We saw a glimpse of it in the first trailer, but you really couldn't make it out. Like what is the purpose of that suit? Going by the trailer, I thought this black suit was a way Peter could use Doctor Strange's sorcery because we saw one of the things around his arm that we see Strange have when he's doing a spell. And one of my friends brought up a good point as well. Maybe this black suit is like a conductor suit to help him fight Electro because that's what he's wearing when he's fighting Electro in the trailer and thereby power lines as well. And then we see the arrival of Sandman in this trailer as well. Then moments later, Strange says something interesting. He basically said that all these villains died while fighting a Spider-Man. Well, mostly that's true because, of course, Doc Ock died. We know Green Goblin died. Sandman didn't die. I think he just flew away to end of Spider-Man 3. I'm trying to think. Electro. Oh, God, I ain't seen Amazing Spider-Man 2 in years. That was not a good movie, but I can't remember if he died or not. We're going to assume he died. And I want to say Lizard died too. So mostly, they're mostly right. Or Strange was mostly right. When he said all of them died while fighting a Spider-Man. And he also says that it's faith, you know, so they can't be saved or whatever. And then Peter, you know, he tried to be the good guy, try to save everybody. Then he takes like this, I guess like this cube looking thing from Doctor Strange. That's probably the thing that helped bring all these villains to their universe. And I assume at first that Peter was trying to bring the other Spider-Man into his universe for help. Or send the villains back to their universe, either or, or probably both. We, we don't know. Because Peter said that there must be another way to defeat these villains, I assume. So I guess, you know, not kill them. And Strange said, hey man, there isn't. It's faith. Then we get some more action scenes. Here we get a real good look at Jamie Foxx's Electro character from Amazing Spider-Man 2. And they redid his design. He looked way better. I mean way better than he did in the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Y'all know at first I was really, really, really skeptical about them bringing Jamie Foxx into this movie not not saying Jamie Foxx is a bad actor he's a very good actor but I did not 
like the way that character was portrayed in Amazing Spider-Man 2, but it looks like they redeemed them in this movie. Then like the last third of the trailer, they kick things into high gear. We see not only one, but possibly two Green Goblins. Of course, you got the Willem Dafoe Green Goblin from Spider-Man 1, but who's the second Goblin? At first, I thought it was going to be James Franco's Goblin from Spider-Man 3. I think he was called New Goblin in that movie because... He was the villain for like the first third of Spider-Man 3. And then when he was fighting OG Spider-Man, Toby, he hit his head on like on, on a damn pipe or something. And he was incapacitated to the end of the movie or towards the end of the movie. Me personally, I would have loved if he was the main villain for that entire movie. Continuing that storyline of how Harry's seeking revenge on Spider-Man for quote unquote killing his dad. Even though, you know, Green Goblin killed himself in the first Spider-Man movie. But I thought about it. There's six villains in this movie, or there's going to be six. Three of them are from Toby's universe, Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Sandman. The other two are from Andrew's universe, Electro and the Wizard. Yeah, also we see the Wizard for the first time too in this trailer. So to balance things out, the final villain may be from Andrew's universe. So it looks like the second Goblin may be Harry Osborn from Amazing Spider-Man 2. That's just my theory because the sixth member has been thrown around on the rumor mill. Some people thought it was going to be Kingpin from Daredevil. Others thought it was going to be Craven the Hunter. Or even Vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming. Which was a very good villain as well. Probably one of the more underrated villains in the MCU. But now we get to the finale. Looks like they're fighting like this construction tower looking thing. It's Spider-Man, Tom Holland versus Electro, Wizard, and Sandman. And going from the wide shot of this... You can notice there's a lot of space around Tom Holland. Enough to fit in two Spider-Man, just saying, because I saw a close-up on Twitter. Like, if you zoom in on the lizard, it looks like he's being punched. And I'm pretty sure that Danny Phantom is not in this movie. So, they probably edited out the other two Spider-Men for this wide shot because they don't want to do the big reveal in the trailer. But, anyways, continuing on. The whole place is getting destroyed while Spider-Man's fighting these villains. We see like this damn, looks like a UFO was crashing down. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Then we see MJ, Zendaya, falling off the construction site. And we get a reference to the infamous scene in Amazing Spider-Man 2 and the comics. Where in that situation, Peter was trying to save Gwen Stacy. Spoiler alert, he didn't. But in this situation, it's Peter and MJ instead. And after that, we get the title card, Spider-Man No Way Home. Then the last scene is Doctor Strange. And around him, look like the multiverse is opening up again. And he's like, they're coming through. I can't stop them. He thinks more villains are coming. And to me, this is when we get the big reveal. The arrival of the other two, Spider-Man, Toby, and Andrew. That's just my thoughts. And that right there was the second, and I assume final trailer, to Spider-Man No Way Home. So wrapping things up, we're less than a month away from the movie. I think it comes out on December 17th. I already requested that day off work to go see it. And I'm going to see this movie at the earliest showtime that Friday. I don't care. They got a damn 9 a.m. showing. I'm going to be there to watch Spider-Man No Way Home. Because I'm so ready for this movie to come out. Like I said earlier, I didn't mind that the other two Spider-Man wasn't shown. Just keep it as a surprise. But yeah, this movie looks really good. It has great potential to be one of the best MCU movies out there. Up there with like Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Infinity War. Up there with those movies in the top tier. 
But one gripe I do have about this trailer, just me being picky, I was a little eh on the fact that they somehow captured Doc Ock. Made him look a little weak, but it looks like he escaped by judging what happened later on in the trailer. So we'll see how that goes. So yeah, the second trailer, The Spider-Man No Way Home, was fantastic. I cannot wait for this movie to be out. This is probably going to be the last time I talk about this movie on the podcast until it comes out. Of course, you know I'm going to talk about it the week it comes out. Give you my expectations, thoughts, and theories going into that movie. And I got a crazy theory for the post credit scene in this movie. So stay tuned for that in a few weeks. Then, of course, the following week after its release, get back on here and give you my reaction. So prepare for a lot of Spider-Man talk on the podcast to end the year off. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. I greatly appreciate you taking time out of your very busy day to give this podcast a listen. Thank you for all the likes, retweets, shares, subscribes, and any other way you support the podcast. It truly means a lot to me. Like I always say, I will not be here without you, the listener, and I thank you for that. So take care, be safe, and I will see y'all next time.